The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. Your host is Jackie McLennigan. In this program, we'll show you how to make your marketing plan work by helping you stand out and become a bigger player in your industry. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jackie McLennigan. Hello and welcome. I'm very excited to be here today. I have a very special guest, and he's got some very interesting content that he's going to share with us. So we have today Randall Libero, who is also the executive producer of my show. And I wanted to have Randall on the show because he is a master marketer. He's been in the media for a long time. He knows a lot about the author, speaker, coach business, and he's known people from before the time they were famous getting famous through media exposure afterwards, just a whole gamut of information that he has. So I'm excited that you're here, Randall. I'm glad to be here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we'll have I fun. Just wanna, yeah, we're going to have a great time. And I want to tell everybody a little bit about your background because it's really fascinating to me. So I know that you are, a, a, you are a producer, an online media authority. You have more than 25 years of professional experience in three major areas of media industries, which is amazing. So that's background in technical film, TV production for network, independent television, broadcast news, journalism, internet radio, and I think that's just a ton of knowledge that we can share with everyone today. So I'm kind of excited, kind of jazzed to have you here. Um, I know that you you started your career as a cameraman and an editor and producer of TV pilots. Actually, I started started my career as a writer. Um, Ah. I started off, uh, I was actually out of college. I made this prototype comedy show when I was in college with my (laughs) college mates, and I brought that out, and I got a meeting with a with a producer, a major producer at NBC Television, and, I, and he had other people watch it, and they were laughing. So he says, okay, kid, you, you can write comedy, write me something. Yeah. That, that was my end. So I had something to show them, because in show business, you always have to show it to people before yeah. they get it. And that was enough, and then I started doing ghost writing on stuff, and then I got to know people who were doing production, and I said, you know, I do photography. I can go out and shoot stuff, and so I was doing commercials mm-hmm. and all that. And then I got into, you know, other things, special effects and, and film restoration. And that was my time in Hollywood. I did all, a lot of that kind of stuff for 12 years. Oh, I love that. So were you living out there in, in California? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Burbank, yeah, yeah. right down the street from NBC. <laughs> I actually stayed in the, uh, my first studio apartment was, uh, if you remember the old Hollywood Square show at NBC, Charlie Weaver. I, I was actually at, in his place that he used to stay at when he did the Hollywood Square show. Oh, that's fun. There, I'll say a shout out to our History. friends in Burbank. <laughs> mm-hmm. Friends in Burbank, hello. Um, so it's really interesting. I mean, you have this really rich background and you were saying something really interesting to me before we get into like the whole media exposure thing. And you were talking about how the internet has a history and it's really important to acknowledge that. Can you expand on what you were uh, and share that with everyone who's listening? Um, Well, just like any other media, whether it's motion pictures, whether it's television, you know, all that we now have internet radio and TV. 
mm-hmm. and and things on the internet and and journalism on which was my second career as a journal a news journalist. <laughs> so for I did that for you know, twelve years. So you know all of these things have a history, and when people who are current you know producers of things, you always have to acknowledge and know the history of your medium. Whatever, whatever it is, whatever medium that you're in, because from that point, you know how to create new things, how to create change, something that wasn't done before and do it differently, such yeah. as in the case with Jeff Spinard, who is one of the founders of Voice America, who created the idea of live Internet radio. And it was the first to establish a style and a format and the Internet's first true network, which is right here at Voice America. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, uh, and we'll talk a bit about this too, podcasts and different radio stations and even just down to the software that people could use to do it. But this is one of the originals, or is it the original? Definitely one. Uh, we are the we pretty much the pioneers of internet live internet radio, yes. Wow. Right here. Why don't, you, why, why don't we start there? Why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got involved in how internet radio involved. and maybe <laughs> and maybe its history? <laughs> well, uh, I was always in love with the medium, as anybody in radio usually is who did, makes a career. <laughs> out of it and um, I started in college and I did it as kind of a lark because I had some friends who were doing it and pulled me into it <laughs> and I found that I really liked it and uh, I liked you know getting on and, and saying just you know you, you, radio is a very intimate medium Mm-hmm. So uh, you can talk to people and you really get into their head. And that's one of the great things about radio is that I don't have to sit and watch anything. I can listen to it. And when people listen and have listening experience listening to radio shows or talk radio specifically, they really hear what you're saying. They tune in. They focus on what you're saying. So the mm. consumers of talk radio are really focused on they want to be educated. They want to get information. They want to know what's trending. They want to know what to do, what decisions to make that's going to make their lives lives better or their mm-hmm. business more prosperous or whatever. So they go and they listen to talk radio and the people who, you know, people in the media follow the media. So if you're going to get into doing radios, you know, members of the media routinely check what topics other members of the media are reporting about and talking about and who they are using as sources. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the media outlets make use of your expertise and they're more likely to view you as credible or someone who they might want to turn to as an authority on a subject because you're in the media. Exactly. If you're in the inside of the business, you know that people on the outside don't know that to the extent that people on the inside do. Yeah, I know. And right now, I mean, pretty much everyone who's running a business has the ability to be a producer. The technology is out there for everyone to use, not that everyone should be or can be using mm-hmm. it, but there is a lot of opportunity for people to get that kind of exposure. But I'm wondering, in your opinion, what do you think a really, uh, you know, what would be the good, a good strategy or I want to rephrase this better. What maybe I'll start with a simpler question. What would be the difference between a podcast that you can do yourself and a radio show like going through a network like Voice America? Well, you know, the whole phenomenon of podcasts, everybody's talking about podcasts, podcasts. Mm-hmm. And really what it is, a podcast is only a pre-recorded audio file that sits somewhere. Oh. You know, like for example, <laughs> iTunes is full of podcasts, whether right. they be music or talk or whatever, and your, your, your show or whatever it is that you're doing just sits there on the site, on, like on iTunes. And iTunes, and I don't mean this in a derogatory fashion, iTunes is really just a dump site for content. They mm-hmm. don't do anything to promote it. They don't do anything to market it. So, yeah, you can do a podcast and have it put out there. 
But if you had a choice between doing a podcast that just sits there and nobody cares about it and nobody can find it, or mm-hmm. being on a live radio network, which is going 24-7, and you having a show that's featured every hour that I can see, like if you go to Voice America right now, click on the business channel, there's Jackie. <laughs> I see what I'm listening to. Your show is <laughs> featured for the hour. So the question is, people I always get, like, what is the difference between a podcast and Voice America? Okay. (laughs) Right. The real question, because part of the success in business is asking questions properly, right? Mm -hmm. And you covered that on the show, is the question is, really, what is the difference between Voice America and traditional AM, FM radio, satellite radio, blog radio, podcasts, other radio websites that are just with no live programming? Mm-hmm. So that is kind of what the question is. You have to know how to answer the question first. <laughs> ask the question first before you know what the answer really is. So yeah, yeah. How are we different from everything else that's out there? Well, we're an online network. A lot of people call themselves a network on the Internet. They're not networks. They don't have a yeah. linear schedule. They don't promote shows. They don't have shows that are in a style and a format. That's what a network is. And it means we have a digital broadcast schedule on eight channels that are going simultaneously. That's a network. Yeah. You know, I'm going to actually add to your network concept here, too, because if you take it and, you know, you think about it in a different sense, a network is also the people that you can reach, my network. And a lot of people, when they grab that software or that podcast, they don't have that built into their uh toolkit already because it takes a long time to build up your list and your listenership and that's one of the things that I've been finding is having something like Voice America Radio that's promoting for you and and has all those moving parts and intricate pieces can also help to build your network in the more getting more people involved kind of way right that's right that's right that's right and we have we have our you know besides just doing the production of the show which is what you normally get going into a local radio station or doing a podcast we have our distribution. So yeah. our platform is huge. The power of our platform, because imagine anybody anywhere in the world with any device at any time mm-hmm. of the day can have unrestricted access to your content. Yeah. Now, how many people can provide that and do it in a top-flight professional fashion? Yeah. There's not no, a I, lot of places out there. Plus, we market shows, we promote shows, you have professional people that you work with, you have a producer, you have engineers, just like our engineer who's running this show right now to manage <laughs> any phone calls, you know, things like that. You have you have a support staff. And here's one of the things, again, being on the inside of the entertainment media business, um, is to know is that no one that has that creates success for themselves in any aspect of the entertainment business does it without using a team of people to support you. Yeah, and that's really important. And that's one of the things that I think that people don't understand. And especially a small business owner, you know, we want to, or a speaker coaches, things like that. We want to get out there and we want to share our message. So we say, yeah, I'm going to do webinars and podcasts and videos. And I have this great message that I want to share. And that is that seed and that foundation of what you need to start with. But it's how do you get past all of those obstacles? Because there's deliverables, there's promotion, there's everything that you can put in between. And um, I like to showcase what those components are, because if you never want to sleep and you want to do it all yourself <laughs> that's you right can totally do that this is the can. era of people trying to do it themselves you know gee it's i can watch a home fix it show on the television and learn how to fix my house i'd oh. rather hire a contractor I know until you make a complete. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to fix the plumbing in my sink. I'm going to hire an expert, <laughs> or I'm going to go on Google. Yeah, By the way, yeah. So because so. there's where all the answers are <laughs> on Google. But you are an expert, so I'm going to ask you this question, and I want to ask you. 
taking aside just internet radio for a minute, the components of having a good media strategy, what in your opinion would that be? Okay. Mm-hmm. The first part of a media strategy, if you start thinking about creating content, is what are you going to talk about to your audience? A lot mm-hmm. of people think about, gee, what am I going to talk about? Mm. The question <laughs> should be, putting the listener first, what do I think that listeners want to hear about yeah. what I do? Because you may not want to cover everything. You may want to cover a specific part of what you do because people are so multifaceted today because of the right. knowledge that we have from our world and access to information. So getting specific about what is your story? How do you communicate that story as a value proposition to listeners? Mm-hmm. How can you make it compelling? How can you make it dramatic? Mm-hmm. How can you get people engaged telling a story? I always tell people, what is in your life story, what is some of the most dramatic things that ever happened to you? Like I always talk about when I was almost five, when I was five years old and I almost drowned. Right away you oh. got somebody's attention. But you yeah. almost died? Ah, dramatic. There you go. So there's <laughs> yeah, people who talk about, question. yeah. So How the did people, you almost die? Tell yeah. me about the time you almost well, died. Yeah. Yeah. So like with a guy like John D. Martini, who I worked with years ago, Dr. John D. Martini, who was in the secret movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about when he was 17 years old and he was a surfer bum and he was going nowhere with his life. And then he met Paul Bragg. And okay. he always tells that story wherever he goes, whenever he speaks, he tells that part of his story. That is where his story began for him, and that is why he's doing what he's doing today. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a lot of I almost died stories, Randall, but they're not, <laughs> they're not life-changing. It's just sometimes I have a false sense of confidence, and I think, you know, I can do a backflip off a yacht for sure, even though I've never dived in my life. And right. uh, it didn't change me fundamentally. It just taught me a valuable lesson. Right, I know. But if you learn something like <laughs> diving, you can take an experience like learning how to scuba dive and turn that into a compelling story that focuses on the a part of your business. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Taking anything that happened in your life. You can it's talk like about an, the birth of a child. You can talk about getting married. You can talk about climbing a mountain and relating that to a part of your business. That gets people engaged because you're telling a story. People don't yeah. want to hear facts and figures. Out the door with that. They want to exactly. hear about you. They want to get to know you as a person. We are so much today enmeshed in this cult of personality today. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything is about the personality. I know people because of what their story is and who they are and what they do. That's yeah, the personality. 100%. So, 100%, yeah. so in radio, you are a radio personality. I know Jackie, and Jackie is about these things, and I know her from her being a radio personality and extreme exposure because I knew about the show. So they, mm-hmm. know, they know you through, then that story becomes a media brand. And the yeah. media brand is the central f- hub of how your business is marketed because that media brand is how people... How, how you reach out to people, it's your outreach, and how people reach back to you through that media brand that connect with you and want to find out more and go to the next step. Uh, you know, it's really important, and I say this a lot to people, and maybe you can weigh in on this too, where personality marketing, it really is about taking the things that you're excited about. A, a few weeks ago, we had a woman on the show who was uh, uh, Misty, and she's a marketing coach, and she was talking about picking your brand and really having your brand value, and it's really about story, right? 
Mm-hmm. And when you <clears throat> showcase a little bit of your personality, it goes a long way because people trust you and they decide, do I jive with this kind of personality or don't, don't I? And essentially, we don't want to talk to companies anymore. We want to talk to people. So even heads of huge corporations that used to sit behind those glass walls and never talk to the lowly people beneath them, now they have to get out there and they have to have a media brand strategy as well. Right. We all so, have to manage our reputation on the internet. Yeah, and the more do. that you know how to manage that reputation and you control everything out there, like I have a website, I have a LinkedIn page, all the, all these mm-hmm. things that you're managing, people are updating them and changing them. And that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we're having to do today that we never had to do before as much as we do today. Yeah. And that is one of the things that, as we were going back to the beginning of this conversation, that has changed about internet marketing is that we have to manage all these pieces and our reputation and the way we appear on the internet, even down to like the show you did last week about talking about how we look. Right. And taking yeah. good photographs and putting those good photographs out there. And, yeah. and when we appear somewhere as a speaker, we have to have our own style and our own look and all that kind of a thing. And you can work with that. Yeah, so yeah, these yeah. are all parts of it. You know, when I talk, especially when I work with women, you know, in, the, in, in my past history working in, in front of a camera, you've got to do the do. You've got to do the makeup, the hair, the clothes, <laughs> the shoes, the, you know. And a lot yeah, of women radio's go. Radio's better. You and, don't have to do that at all. That's right. Radio's better. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. You don't have to worry about that. You just <laughs> get on and talk and people hear through your voice. And, you know, the voice is the connection to the soul. So yeah. that's how people get to know you. They get to hear your voice and your emotion and... They make that connection, and that's the uh, first step in, you know, attracting an audience. The second mm-hmm. step is engaging that audience, you know, getting those people to move from, hey, that's interesting, to, hey, I want to know more, and mm-hmm. tell me more. And then those people who you retain out of that attract, engage, retain, are those people who en- end up, what, buying from you. Yeah. What did you say that again? I want to write that down. Attract. Attract. Attra- on my website, there's a video I did with my friend Steve, and I go into all this stuff for an hour. It's a whole hour conversation about, mostly it's about companies, internal and external. But we right. talked about this idea of attract, engage, and retain because, uh-huh. and a lot of people talk about that in all different ways. Some of them use the same words. Those are the words I like. Yeah, uh, I like it But too. about, you know, when you retain, and you keep those people, and those people become in today what's called the following. How many right. followers do you have? And people <laughs> who have followers on Facebook or Twitter, I have, you know, 10,000 people following me, following me. Yeah, but how many of those people actually read your posts that you put out? Yeah, and imagine if they were following you in real life because that would be super weird and awkward. Yeah. Stop following me. <laughs> <laughs> so, kidding. yeah, if you think even like 1,000 people, I'm happy with 1,000 people. I got 1,000 people who are, you know, on my Facebook page. I thought, well, I, I, didn't yeah. even, I didn't even work at that. But you know, engaged, there's a huge yeah, difference between th- and, and between step one and two is a huge chasm. Huge gap. Yeah. One of the things I like to talk about a little bit here, just to uh, sidestep a, a bit, is talking about that idea of followers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people are doing it anymore, but a few years back there used to be sort of a positioning tactic where you would buy followers or you'd buy likes. And man, that is such a bad practice because it doesn't actually showcase value to people and it actually does a lot of harm because it messes with the algorithms Facebook, Google they know what you're doing and they don't like it so you actually get seen even less and I've seen people do that have like 20,000 followers but they're not legit they're not organic and it does more harm than good and I've seen people with a thousand followers make fortunes because they're super engaged right? Right and they're focused on audience and just remember folks 
Facebook and Google and companies like that are in business for themselves. They're not mm-hmm. in business for you. Right. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And um, just to kind of complete that idea of that personality or your media is your brand, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I see a lot is we find somebody who is doing really well out there. They have a great brand and people start to copy that brand. And it's good to have mentors, but they don't put their own personality into that. So what kind of advice, because you must see this too in your line of work where people are sort of mimicking instead of bringing that authentic self, what kind of advice would you give around that? Well, you know what? People know you can't hide who you are. You can't hide <laughs> your light. <laughs> and, yeah. and whether you're talking on the radio or you're in front of people speaking, whatever, if you're bullshitting people, they know the meter goes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes. why hey. try to be, you know, don't be yourself. You know, be yourself <laughs> with all your faults. People love that. They love, you know, they love to, you know, to root for a hero or an underdog, just like watching a movie. Yeah. So the more, the more that you're open, uh, you know, I don't mean being you know, completely transparent to the point where people are kind of getting weirded out by it. But here's everything you know, that happened in my childhood. Yeah, you that. know, you don't need to do that. Just talk, talk how it relates to them. You always have to keep in mind your audience and yeah. you know, be willing to step outside your core message. You know, oh, often, oh. often, you know, much, much to our frustration, you know, clients turn down things like media interview requests because they don't see the reporter's angle or they're not the right fit for them or, you know, they have specific messages they want to push and, you know, they're not getting through. They, they're not, um, even though they feel they may not be qualified to t- discuss a topic exactly what the reporter is calling about, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of off their message or whatever, and it's outside their comfort zone, relax. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. an expert. The person is talking to you like you're an expert. And, you know, we don't know everything. I can't know everything about everything. I have trouble just keeping up with all the changes that are going on on LinkedIn <laughs> sometimes, you know? I know. So, I know. you know, they keep updating and changing the site. Okay, now I know how to do that. And, oh, they just changed it. Facebook, oh, they yeah. just changed that. You know, f- forget it. Stop trying to keep up with it and get more clear on who you are, what you're offering people, what your story is, what your message is, how people can connect with you. And mm-hmm. all you really need are, you need a rudimentary um, you know, a Facebook page. You need a good LinkedIn profile. You need a good quality website. I would focus more on your website, more than mm-hmm. anything else. People talk about social media. You know what? Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Your website is really where people will actually end up going. Yeah, it's your hub. Yeah. And I, I believe that too. I mean, and I've heard actually just to even throw a new thing, a newfangled thing in, is that people are now making their own apps. Do you know anything about that? Because it's kind of new with me. And uh, yeah, several of my hosts have their own app that they use. Um, yeah. It's just a way to get even more concentrated in when people want to follow you. Yeah. And, and you can do things on the app because, again, you're managing the content on that app. You have total yeah. control over it. And I can't emphasize that enough. You know, when you put stuff out on YouTube, you're throwing content away that has value for people. Right. So if you well, put something gonna... on Facebook and, you know, things like that, when you're on an app, you're controlling everything that's there. And you can have people subscribe to it and pay to download it, even if it's $2. I hear you. You know what? I've been really excited about this conversation, so I've skipped the fact that we have to go to commercial break. So I'm going to stop you right there for a quick second, and we'll come right back, and we'll talk more about media strategy. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. 
Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business. Tune in to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. You'll hear from guests that will help you work on your business instead of constantly in your business and get your life back while the business keeps running and humming. Reclaim Your Freedom airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in now, we're here with Randall Libero, and he's one of the executive producers of Voice America Radio. And I'm very excited that he's here. He's sharing with us all kinds of great tips on how to build a really solid media strategy. And... Um, just to close that loop a little bit here, we talked about radio as part of your overall media strategy. Do you want to weigh in on some of the other um, mediums out there like YouTube, videos? Um, what's your thoughts on that and how should people use those? Okay. Yeah. Now, when you are doing a show, you're creating content. Content has mm-hmm. value. It has a shelf life. So if you're going to give away stuff and put it up on YouTube, and YouTube is great for promoting yourself. There's a lot of mm-hmm. people who build channels and they want to build a following Okay, but remember, everything you put up on there, you can't make money on it. Now, right. YouTube has recently launched a service called Red, which you can sign up for, and you know there is money involved with that, and there's business and all the other stuff. I would caution people because what I know now about the YouTube Red deal is they take more than half the profits. Oh, wow. So, so be real so careful like about a, that. Um, is it like an Amazon kind of thing? Uh, well, you can read about it on there. I don't want to go get into that, but I'm just cautioning okay. you because, you know, it's the same thing with any, like, I remember what I said, they're in business for themselves, not for you. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. again, with that, but whatever you put out there, so 
YouTube is great to put content out to attract people. Again, step number one, attract people to go to where? Your website or your social media channels. That's where your money is. It's not on YouTube. It's not on Facebook. It's a way to attract people. That's it. Mm -hmm. Don't give everything away. Don't give your whole, you know, kit and caboodle, your whole house away, all your secrets (laughs) away on YouTube. Stop doing that. Take the content down. Put it in a subscription form. Put it into a book. Put it into a CD. Whatever you're going to do. Put it into a form that you can sell and not give away. That's what I would say about YouTube. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love it. What about uh, things like um, webinars or telesummits, things like that? Those are also valuable. Same kind of concept, but that's just to bring them back to your money-making activities, yeah, to your it, website? Yeah, it's a way, if you have people that are that you're retaining, as we talked about it before, and you have a following, it's a good way to keep people engaged in what you're offering. Mm-hmm. So you're training them, you're educating them, you're giving them more than what you're giving away for free out there. You're giving them your real secrets about how to do things, your membership site, you have a membership site, yeah. things like that. That's where people really get the meat of what you have to offer as an expert. So yeah, yeah. Uh, webinars, teleconferences, terrific. Those are for the people who you retain. But again, you have to go back to step one and two. You have to keep attracting people all the time to keep yeah. that following. If you've got 100 people, 200 people that you're, that you're training and educating, you know, some of those people are going to drop off. So you've got to do mm-hmm. all the other things. You've got to keep those balls in the air as well for step one and two of attracting and engaging people. I agree. And I think a lot of people get confused with that where they think I'm going to put out this YouTube video or I'm going to put out this singular piece of content and they're going to love it so much that they're going to come to my website and buy all my things. There is no silver bullet. It doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. No. But but they're fundamental pieces in your funnel. And I think, and I say this all the time, the person with the most content wins. You have to have it in different consumable formats. And and it's hard. It's hard for me because I get really... uh, I kick myself. I think that wasn't good enough. I don't want people to hear that. (laughs) And I have a great support system that says, you know, step one is better than step none. And people need to know that and to make that content and get out there and be willing to learn from every time they put something out there. Right. And something like writing a book, right? Uh, I always tell my, I always tell my host just, you know, if you want to write a book and you don't want to stare at a blank page, do a radio show because you can talk to people and turn yeah. those conversations, transcribe them, and you've got chapters in a book if you plan out your weekly episodes right. And yeah. then you repurpose that content as a book, and you've got a great book. I can say just about half of the people that I've worked with here at Voice America as their producer, they have done that. And some of those yeah. books are best-selling international bestsellers. I know. It's crazy. It's, yeah. uh, you know, I wrote, a, I wrote a book. It's called From Here to Clear, Developing Creative Marketing Plans. And I had to hear this mantra in my head when I was doing it because people start writing and they go, oh, it's not good enough. And I thought, you know what? It's easier to edit crap than to edit nothing at right. all. And I'd rather buy a book called Extreme Exposure. Extreme Exposure. <laughs> well, I'm writing my second book right now, so you'd be happy to hear that. Okay. Well, there you, there you go. Well, one of the things I love about being a radio host and this particular medium is I can tell you I'm going to do a webinar, I'm going to do a video, and I can procrastinate, <laughs> you know, but when you have a time slot and you have to get going, you have to get that content out there. And I love that. It just, it's been really beneficial and has a lot of long, long-term effects, especially with leveraging content. So why don't you, because you kind of alluded to that, why don't you talk a little bit about how your hosts have been leveraging their radio show content besides, you know, writing books and all that awesome stuff. Well, some examples. well really, um, it's all about uh, thinking about your radio show in a way that you know where it's going. You develop that media strategy. I talked about you know, the media brand idea. 
Mm-hmm. So um, some of the, th- I think what you're, what you're asking me is, you know, what are the benefits of hosting a show? Yeah. So one of those things that's really, really important, it basically, it, 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 you create more credibility for yourself. You build your reputation mm-hmm. as an authority in your field, as an expert, like right. I said before. Um, being on a network like ours, you know, you have an international reach. You have people mm-hmm. listening all over the world, and you never know what's going to happen because of that. Yeah. And, and your company gets more exposure. Um, you get to network with people as guests who are at very high levels. I have a lot of my hosts that invite very well-known individuals are, business leaders, mm-hmm. major yeah. speakers, major authors. And a lot has happened because of those connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a number of hosts on here who've had major business deals. I'm talking six figures and more because of the connections they've made just through having someone for an, on for an interview. Wow. Um, yeah. That's happened. Uh, I've had a host who uh, was cast in a movie, a major movie, because the person who was listening to her show had a friend who was one of the major movie stars in, in India and in Bollywood, and he oh. saw her and cast her in a movie in Bollywood, <laughs> and she got a major supporting role. Yeah, uh, you know, think you never know what's going to happen with with mm-hmm. the, with a show and being on a, being on a network. So, but I really, agree. it's becoming an authority and a thought leader in your industry, and yeah. that leads to higher paid speaking engagements. Um, you sell more books. Um, you know, you increase your database of potential clients. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people stay engaged with you, so you build a you know a bigger customer base. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you, it just helps your overall marketing strategy to have that media brand. And yeah. also, it's request to be interviewed on radio and TV networks. A lot of my hosts are on MSNBC and CNN and whatever. I use, you know, I see some press release that we put out or, or they put out, and they're interviewed somewhere and whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's amazing. I've seen a lot of, you know, I do, you know that I do a lot of videos because that's how we kind of met. You saw some of my online crazy stuff. And, yeah. It was, um, <laughs> it was entertaining. Yeah, thanks. I love making videos and I love doing that. And I think there's a lot of value in putting that out there. And so when I have a YouTube video, I'm usually putting it in a a kind of a targeted group or something that would be relevant to them. And I get a lot of exposure by doing that. Mm. Uh, For example, I go to these uh, conferences um, twice a year. And every year I put in a video for each one of these conferences and people love it, right? Because it's relevant. It's going back to what you said about knowing your audience and telling that story and having that value. Um, And it's given me a lot of great opportunities. But when I say, and when people hear about a radio show, there's a difference. They're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like the tone changes and they're like, oh, radio show. Okay. You know, a network believed in you enough that they're allowing you to be on there. Right, which is important because I know that you this is a you you have a say in who can be on the air and who can't, right? Yeah, we have a selection process on our become a host page. We talk about that, um, you know, that we're selective about who we have on. We don't have an open door policy. We don't hand. We're not a radio station. We're not selling airtime. Okay, let's just put it that mm-hmm. way. We want people who are really looking to bring something to Voice America that's a value to our listeners. So that's where my head's at when I look when I you know basically vet someone out, assess what the, what they're doing. Because, you know, this is, this is a serious commitment. You're doing a show every week. You're preparing for it. You're interviewing people. I mean, I want to know. We want to respect people that they're going to have just as much as a serious commitment as we do in putting a show on the air. Yeah. So, you know, we want to talk to them. We want to find out who are you, what are you doing, you know, and and is it a value to our listeners? And we want to don't want to keep repeating repeating the same kind of programming because that's not good for our audience. But, you know, the thing about talk radio is that talk radio is like ours, and we're an independent media company. We're not owned by any major, you know, uh, conglomerate out there. 
So we can allow our host to say what they want, how they want to say it. There's no editorializing of content. Mm -hmm. Our hosts own their content. They own the full intellectual property rights to it. We don't own any of the shows. They're owned mm -hmm. by our hosts. We're just... We just uh, sign a contract with the, we, the, you know, we distribute the show and we produce the show. That's yeah. it. So yeah. this is your show. You have total creative freedom. I but know. what talk radio is really good at, it's putting the spotlight on important issues that for reasons of ratings or circulation or who's bought and paid for that thing on major media, you know, the rest of the mainstream media often tends to ignore or they simply bury it. So mm -hmm. we can talk about things that are controversial. We oh, can talk about let's things. Let's do that. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, you can, on, on a network like ours, we have our hosts talk about things that major media is not covering, things yeah. that are really important to people, you right. know, that, that are not on the radar or they're not allowed to be on the radar. One of the things I learned as a journalist is that you know, there are certain things you can't talk about on mainstream media. There is a line in the sand that you cannot cross because I wrote stories attempting to put them out there that I was called into, you know, management, and they said, what is the story? Where did you get this? What's your source? And they said, wow. and I told them, and they, and they said, you, we can't put this out. What kind of journalism? Like, what Well, kind of things that make the government look bad. Oh, what? I yeah. think they Hello? do themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when <laughs> you find like, out the Department of Defense is doing X, and yeah. it's things like, oh, really? Okay, well, that's not good. You yeah. can't put that out. You know, no. and eventually, you know, one of the things that happened to me, I was demoted because I, I, I said we should put the story out. It was after 9-11. It was something that happened afterwards. And I said, we should put the story out because this is news. This is important. And yeah. the next day I was called in and I was taken off the national desk. They wouldn't let me ever write another story for it. Wow. So there is a well, line in the news business. You cannot, Pierre Salinger at ABC crossed it. There's a lot of people who crossed that line and their careers were affected by it. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah it happens. It's there because the media is controlled by about, you know, five, you know, three or four different companies. Yeah. And you know what? I think it's important to note that we think that the Internet is completely free, but it is so interesting <laughs> no. how much we are shaped by the things we search and all of the things we purchase. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes we don't have a lot of control on Internet lately. What do you think about that? Well, um, <laughs> and do you know about Darknet? <laughs> oh God! Well, uh, we're being controversial. Uh, well, I'm actually hopefully going to have a show by somebody who's in it was in um, you know in the the what I call the semi-black world. Hopefully, they want to do it, and that wow. should be a really interesting program talking about what's going on and you know at uh, things big you know secret organizations and stuff hopefully yeah and she's you know she's uh, she's actually based in the middle east so there's a lot happening there right now so yeah who knows i mean but like i said being an independent media company we can talk about these things and and our hosts can talk about what they want and that's really important to have that kind of opportunity to get on mm -hmm. on a network and talk about those subjects matter those subjects uh, which are really important to people that are mm -hmm. that are completely off the radar whether it's intentional or whether it's they're just they don't they don't care but yeah. our shows are, you have an hour, you can get in depth in a subject, people can tune in, they can play it back anytime, and so forth. Uh, before I get any further, I want to mention something that's really important for people. It's an amazing resource. It's a sure. book by our founder, Jeff Spinard. It's advertised on our website on Voice America. It's called Finding Your Frequency. And if you want okay. to know how to, about, to be successful in radio, it's about how to broadcast yourself and your message, buy Jeff's book. It's a great book ah. to have as a resource. He covers everything. Uh, he's the founder of our network, one of the founders. And I would really recommend that people buy that book because 
you know, if you can talk to the guy who did it, that's the information you want to know. Because I can come on yeah. here and talk about this until next Tuesday. But <laughs> Jeff's book has got all the, you know, the meat and potatoes in there. And I really recommend that people get a copy sure. of it if they want to make a go in this business. So it's Jeff Spinard, Finding Your Frequency. And he was the founder of the yep. station? Yep, yep. Okay, good. Yep. Good to know. Yeah. And um, is that on the main uh, Voice America? Yeah, it's, on, it's all over Voice America. It actually okay. just came out a few months ago. And um, so it's a fairly new book. And okay. uh, we, Jeff finally got, you know, when we get, we, when you get asked the same questions over and over, you get tired of answering those questions. <laughs> Go buy his book. <laughs> so he's like, well, I'll write a book. And, you know, I think it was a, I think it was a smart move on his part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that doesn't happen with us. I hope you don't go just... Go read that over on my blog. <laughs> well, it's good to have a reference point, but you know, the internet is always changing. And you know, when yeah. you write a book and you're going to put your information out in a book, when be, by the time that book is published, it's what, four or five, six months old. I mean, mm -hmm. what has changed in the past six months? If you remember what you were doing six months ago or what was happening on the internet six months ago, you mm -hmm. realize that it's better to have a show that's live every week that you can talk about what's going on right now Rather yep. than writing a book, but a book, if you're a speaker and author, is definitely helpful because it's reputation building. So it's, good, it's good to have a book. Awesome. Well, we'll come back in a few minutes here. We're just going to our next commercial break, and we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to Insights and Strategies with Barbara Lang for a look into the issues that matter to you, such as economic growth and stability, quality education, strong neighborhoods, and accountable leadership. We'll also highlight leadership today, how it can be strengthened, and how it impacts your community. Insights and Strategies is heard live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. So we were talking a bit on the break about some of the people you've worked with, and you've worked with a lot of famous people and people starting out, and you have a lot of great stories and experiences around that. And uh, you were telling me a little bit about a book you read or an interview you did with John Badham. Yeah, John Badham. Yeah. Uh, John Badham, yeah. we were talking about famous people and, and you know, like we talked about doing a show before, and... Uh, everyone's a little nervous at first, getting on yeah. you know, the air and talking to microphone and making it, you know, getting getting acclimated to the medium. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know, I always, having worked in Hollywood, I always, you know, know um, what really happens behind the scenes as a producer. And mm-hmm. you'd be surprised at how insecure a lot of big name actors, very famous people, are when they're in front mm-hmm. of the camera and they're doing, you know, doing their their thing in film and whatever or TV. Yep. And I interviewed John Badham years ago. John Badham is a director of Saturday Night Fever and Short Circuit, War Games, you know, a lot of movies in the 70s and 80s, especially is mm-hmm. when he had, you know, his big part of his career. He was well-known, successful movies. Mm-hmm. And he wrote this book, and I interviewed him. And uh, even guys like Jack Nicholson and Clint Eastwood and all these guys, they're like second-guessing their performance. And is this good? Let's try this again. Let's do this. You know, they're sure of themselves. They're not, you know, they're not, you know, they're not a hot mess, but... You know, they 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 really want to get as good as they can get in their yeah. performance, and they're trying things, they're experimenting, they're you know they're making stuff up. They're you know, <laughs> and 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 his book is all about working with these people who who are have these you know these personality types. So don't right. feel bad that you're nervous when you get on the air or you're doing an interview because it's everybody that's having the same experience. I mean, speaking in front of people or performing in front of people is like the biggest fear of. You know, when they put it things is. on the scale of that. And so, the more you can get comfortable with that and just be open and be not be, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to make mistakes and things like that. And because yeah. you're going to do it, <laughs> whether you like yeah, it or 100%. not. Yeah. And I know that you, you have a background in entertainment and so do I. I was a theater producer and performer forever. And even to this day, getting on stage, I'm nervous and people think I'm joking, but I remember there was a time I was looking down, I was off stage waiting to go on and I looked down at my own shirt and my heart was beating so hard that my shirt was moving. And I thought, Oh, but I think, Randall, that the difference in for success is people who let that fear get them and stop them versus people like, you know, Jack Nicholson, you mentioned him. They might be afraid, but they still get out there and then they do it. And that's huge, right? That's like yeah, you learn, you learn, Yeah, you learn to control your senses. I don't know if you saw the movie Man of Steel when, when, when Superman faces General Zod. And he says, <laughs> I learned to control my senses. That's why I'm winning this fight right now, because I've learned to do that. I've mastered that, and you haven't. So I it's the people that. who, you know, the people who can do that, who focus on that and create create a, you know, have that be one of their skills and one of their assets, that they can get, get up in front of an audience and, and do that. I mean, I work with guys like, talking about famous people, John Gray, years ago. And yep. I was really amazed by him because some people are very different offstage than when they're on stage. Some people mm-hmm. are exactly the same, like <laughs> Dr. John D. Martini. He's yeah. offstage, same guy, on stage, same guy. No difference. Right. John Gray is like, he's like a monk. He's like a hermit. He's talk, <laughs> he talks very quietly. Yeah. But when he gets on stage, he's like, bam, he's like exploding. You know, oh, his know. voice gets big. He's get, he gets big on stage. And, yeah. you, you, and people have their, what I call their stage personality. 
You know, mm-hmm. they, they have the guy or the lady or whatever. When they're on stage, yeah. they're that person because that's how people see you. They see mm-hmm. you as the guy. Like I have my alter ego and I get as the producer guy. That's the producer <laughs> guy. He's that that's guy. Like, yeah, we yeah. had a show about that persona versus personality and exactly. how you can kind of let those two things live so together. So you're I creating a persona. One of the, yeah. the people, one of the most famous people who created that was Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Norma Jean was Norma Jean, but she created Marilyn Monroe. That was a persona. She could turn it on and off at will. And and she's like change her energy field. I mean, mean, it's amazing. I was actually reading, I'm reading a book called uh, The Charisma Myth. And it's talking about how you can amp up your own charisma. And there's, it's like a muscle that you can use. And they mentioned Marilyn Monroe in this book. Mm -hmm. And she said, honestly, I can turn it on and off because it's a persona. It's me, but it's, it's me bringing life to this persona. And she went on a bus, virtually unknown, just sitting there meek and mild. Nobody was bothering her. And she was doing a demonstration. She's like, watch this. And then she turned Marilyn on and she was literally, swarmed she could be that good at doing that mm-hmm. uh, turning her charisma back on and off or her persona isn't that amazing yeah in um, um, Susan Strasberg book she talks about walking down the street with Marilyn in Beverly Hills and they were shopping and Marilyn had her get up on which is the thing over the, the kerchief overhead the sunglasses yeah. no makeup she's dressed very simply and they're walking down the street and nobody's paying any attention and they were talking about the persona thing like mm-hmm. we're talking about now and Marilyn says yeah I can just you know, whatever. I don't want to be her. I'm, I'm, I'm her. I just, you know, you want me to be her? And she says, yeah, do it. So she yeah. took, took it, stopped walking. She took a breath and said, okay. Nothing changed outwardly. But then people said, hey, it's Marilyn. Hey, it's Marilyn. So yeah, Susan yeah, yeah. Schreiber saw it and she was like, how do you do that? I she know. learned how to do it. She figured out how she mastered it. And I'll tell you, oh, one of the God. reasons, one of the ways that she did learn that as a young teenager, because her aunt Anna, and what she called Aunt Anna Lauer, was a Christian science teacher. And she uh-huh. learned about reading her books and she read about the power of the mind. If you see pictures of Marilyn, there are certain pictures where she's reading books about the power of the mind. She has a famous wow. picture of her on the bed with her jeans rolled up and her shirt open, you know, all that. And she's reading this book about the power of her mind. She studied this. Wow. She was a student of, you know, creating that persona. She, she figured out how to do it. So she could walk into a, you know, a, a gaggle of, you know, people who were just like on top of her in the press and she could be there and be and stand in her in her space and be yeah. Marilyn and have everybody in the room have to turn their heads and look at her she knew she was ah. that good at it personality marketing the power of personality marketing right there that is Awesome. Yeah. I love that. So we have a just about, I think about eight minutes here, and I really do want you to go over kind of the marketing strategy that Voice America uses. And the reason why is it really does showcase all of those moving pieces really well. It showcases nicely what Voice America does for people, but it also shows you what you might be missing when you're building your own media strategy. So why don't you go ahead and okay. tell us about that? Well, every show has a destination on Voice America, which is your showcase page, your host page on Voice America. So Extreme Exposure, if you click on the banner that you see on Voice America, you get there. <laughs> so that central point is like the hub of the center of a wheel. So your, your, the first point that it connects to is your website. So the radio mm-hmm. show can be embedded into your website, whether it's through a player or just links. Then, of mm-hmm. course, we go to social media. We, we, every hour, we're putting out shows on social media. When wherever that is, and we do it in a very comprehensive fashion. 
we can put out press releases for a show. So traditional old style digital press releases and you know, and the regular press releases, we do that uh, every day. There's news. There's a news section on our website. You can see those. We have mm-hmm. a blog, Voice America Press Pass. You can write blog posts, and that goes out. And, of course, that blog is connected to other blogs. Uh, then we use email. We have a weekly e-card that we create based on what you send in as the episode description. We turn that around. It's a highly interactive, rich media e-card. Mm-hmm. We have an embeddable radio player. You can put drop it into your site, cut and paste code. There it is. You can have video on your show, your host page. And we have, of course, Voice America TV if you want to get even bigger with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you write articles about publishing an article and you do a blog post, we can link to those through all the places that I just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. uh, our site is a very um, huge, has a very huge presence on search engines. So mm-hmm. SEO ranking, uh, if you search Voice America or you search uh, a host, whether it's on Google, whether it's on iTunes, you can find them. Because mm-hmm. we make sure our host can be found through certain search criteria and tags and all the other things. Yeah, our, I did that. I Googled myself. I was like, hey, yeah, no way. Yeah, there you are. On Page iTunes. one Google. There you are. <laughs> Boom. Your show is available as in an on-demand form and archived on our website or through RSS feeds or podcasts or mobile, you know, the mobile app, all that as well. So all those yeah. things we're doing every single week for the show. So if you're not doing all those things, that's a media strategy. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I love that. And I'm a, I'm always under the, because I've been a producer as well, I'm always under the assumption that nothing's ever going to work. <laughs> so you better do a whole bunch more. So having a team do the radio show component is awesome. And I love that. Um, I love taking the, the, the radio shows that I've done and putting them in my membership site. But I still think people, you know, writing your own, writing content, publishing it on your own social media, building followings in all of these different platforms is really 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 crucial right and like you said I love that because you you draw them back to your your hub which is your own website and I really do love the fact that you own your own content you have to make it every week because if you don't have that commitment to make content every week you should have that commitment to make content so we light a fire under your butt every week you have have to to get on the air and do a show right they will phone you (laughs) where are you (laughs) it's voice america radio they don't leave you alone no i'm just kidding um so i took down some really important points before we close here that i loved loved what you said i think that you're such a valuable source of knowledge so i'm so happy you're here i really took away from the show that you need to know who your audience is the value you bring to them what your story is and how you can use your stories in uh, creating your your media brand because your media brand is your central hub. It's like who you are, right? Mm -hmm. I loved when you said engage your audience, attract, engage, retain, uh, be willing to step outside of your own core message. I think that's so cool. Um, And then go on ahead and get that book called Finding Your Frequency, uh, finding your con- frequency, but even more importantly, I think my favorite one was that whole controlling your senses because I think we got to do that. It's so hard, right? So, what else would you like to add into any of these major takeaways that you've so generously given us? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, again, I can't stress enough as when you're if you're going to create some content, always putting your audience first. That, that's the main. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. And the other thing to know is that. Everything is going to keep changing. So the more that you're okay with change and the more that you know that it's a constant in our world today, the better off you're going to be. And if you can anticipate change, if you can get ahead of that, as a lot of our hosts do, because they are trendsetters, 
the more that you can spend some time reading as much as you can on what's going on about a particular subject and say, but what if this, what else is possible? And asking yeah. yourself that question. One of our shows, Access Consciousness, is on Empowerment Channel, and that's one of the main questions they ask. Instead of looking at this answer or that answer, or looking at this presidential candidate or that presidential candidate, which are both bad choices, <laughs> what else is possible? Who else yeah. is there? You know, yeah. Canada, Canada for president. Yeah, There's you know, whatever. Google that. You know, <laughs> you know, what else is possible? Always consider that. When you get stuck, ask yourself the question, what else is possible? What am I not seeing? That way yeah. you open yourself up to the universe to deliver to you the answer. Don't answer the question. Just ask the question. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I should have wrote that one down too. You said, you know, find a way to ask the questions correctly. I love that. Mm. Randall, if people want to get a hold of you, where would they go? Oh, God, just Google my name. <laughs> There's a lot of things out that, you know, I have a website, I have a LinkedIn page, I have, you know, um, I publish my phone numbers, I publish my emails, you can get a hold of me. Um, so that's so Randall, Randall L I Yeah, well, I have two L's in my first name, R-A-N-D-A-L-L. It's L-I-B-E-R-O. It's like the word liberty. You just take off the T-Y and put an O on it. Libero. <laughs> Love really, really Randall simple. Libero. So six letters. Can you remember six letters? Yep. Hello? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so much fun with you today. I think tons of information. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing with everybody. I've really enjoyed it. My pleasure. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. We're here live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your host, Jackie McClinigan, can't wait to bring you another show next week. 